the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Hey, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with a preseason recap of the first Broncos preseason game. Minnesota Vikings come into town and they do beat the Denver Broncos. Uh, of course, the game doesn't matter, but 42-28, to and we will recap that game. And some of the thoughts from that game, who, s- who starred, who stunk, and maybe some interesting tidbits and maybe you'll learn something here on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio and of course all my work at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com where of course we host not only this podcast but we have written content, interviews, uh, discussions, debates, all kinds of great stuff at milehighsports.com. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So I know it's a Broncos podcast, but I tell you what, the Colorado Rockies, they are in the playoff postseason hunt. I want you to go on over there after the game or maybe after a Broncos game, maybe after that opening one uh, coming up in September, or maybe... After next week's game, you head on over to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a, a, a tremendous rooftop view, especially in the fall here when it's not too hot outside. You're out on the rooftop, you have a tremendous selection of 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. want you to go check it out at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. And of course, just hop on over to their website, Tap 14, spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. Also want to thank our friends at Pro Football Focus. Use that promo code POD20. That's POD20, POD20 at Pro Football Focus for 20% off your subscription. Go grab one of them Elite or Edge memberships. I tell you what, they're just tremendous over there at Pro Football Focus. So be sure to check it out. Of course, you hear a lot of those statistics right here on this podcast and of course you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio as we recap the broncos preseason game now i'm gonna give you some initial thoughts and then we'll go offense defense special teams but initial thoughts right off the bat Uh, first of all paxton lynch was absolutely awful in this game And, and it's really unfortunate because i think paxton lynch takes so much criticism but unfortunately a lot of it is well deserved this is year three for Paxton Lynch, and this was supposed to be the year. Because let's remember, when we go back to the draft, him coming out of Memphis, we all knew that he was going to be a player that was going to be a project. He was going to be a two- to three-year project. That's what everybody said. The analysts, the scouts, many of us in the media, we did not expect him to hit the ground running and absolutely immediately become the starter. Well, it's year three, and we have not seen a flash. And, And that's the thing, is I'm not even looking for, in these preseason games, Paxton Lynch to showcase elite talent. I'm not looking for him to drop dimes left and right. I'm just looking for competent quarterback play and unfortunately Paxton Lynch is just not bringing that to the party uh, because he was just not good outshined by uh, Chad Kelly of course who came in in the third stop Paxton Lynch 6 for 11 24 yards did throw the interception that was tipped but a QB rating of 22.2 it was not good and we'll come back to Paxton Lynch in a little bit but other thoughts that I did see uh, of course bravo to Chad Kelly and I gotta say I uh, Chad Kelly has not looked great in practice He has not looked good. 
in training camp, but he looked fairly good in the preseason game. Now, I'm not trying to overreact or anything like that. You certainly will not hear those kind of takes here from me. You will hear the honest truth. Chad Kelly looked good, but you know what? Let's pump the brakes a little bit. It was one preseason game against a ton of backups, but he did go 14 for 21, 177, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, It was a bad pick, but overall he did uh, uh, fairly well in the game because he looked, and this is where the frustration with Paxton Lynch is, Chad Kelly looked like, because you can only play in your situations and your opportunities, Kelly looked like at least he was competent in the situation that was given him. By the way, he did have three rushes for 38 yards, so you you did see that playmaking ability. We haven't seen that from Paxton Lynch, and that's the frustrating part is it just doesn't look like there's there's any sort of competency. It's it's the, the game is moving too fast for him, and that is such a problem for the Broncos moving forward because we're looking at a situation where this just isn't working, and the Broncos front office constantly putting Paxton Lynch out there just to see if they could try to somewhat justify or validate the pick. Let's face it, this is it. If if this preseason he can't show you flashes, it's over. Paxton Lynch is going to be forever known as one of the bigger busts in Broncos history, and it's really sad to say that because I'm not rooting against the guy. I absolutely would not root against the guy. I hope he's successful because it'd be a great story, but this just is not working out because constantly, year after year, outshined by Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler replacing him, outshined by uh, Kyle Sloter last year in preseason, now it seems like it's going to be Chad Kelly who's going to outshine him, and that's multiple quarterbacks every single year that is constantly just flat-out better than Paxton Lynch. I want to move to the defense a little bit, uh, and then we'll get to some special teams. I do want to say one of the guys that I was looking at uh, real closely was Demarcus Walker. And I really like Demarcus Walker this year because he's moving back to that position he played at Florida State. Last year, look, they just botched Demarcus Walker and and his his, uh, 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 position change making him lose a ton of weight. Now they're going to go back to his original position because that's what he played in college and that was effective at and why he didn't stay in that position, I don't know. But look, at least they're trying to correct that. Demarcus Walker sucking up multiple double teams in the game. And I tell you what, that's exactly what the Broncos need from a guy like Demarcus Walker. Demarcus Walker's never, I believe, going to jump off the stat sheet. And that, by all means, is not disrespect to him. But if he is sucking up double teams. If he is a force in the run game, I tell you what, that is going to be huge for Denver moving forward. Also got a lot of good play from rookie linebacker Josie Jewell, who many, of course, uh, very touted in the fourth round linebacker who had a ton of tackles. Their scheme in college funneled towards him. I tell you what, He's an active little player going sideline to sideline. He looked fairly good, and uh, this is a guy I think that's going to provide solid depth for the Denver Broncos, and this is something that could really pay off for them because, look, I I know a lot of critics of this pick uh, in the fourth round because there were guys like uh, Kyle Aletta, a quarterback potentially, that you could have selected or some offensive skill position players. Instead, Denver decides to go with defensive depth, and this may pay off, and we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast on Mile High Sports. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com previous archives i'll be at the game follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio as i'll be tweeting along about training camp practice all that good stuff i want to remember 
please remember, it's training. It, it's training camp. It's preseason. We should not overreact. But you can only look at what you've seen so far. And so far, there have been many positives when it comes to this team. And I will say, the guy who really, really needed to have a positive in preseason, and I tweeted it, I wrote about it at milehighsports.com, was Isaiah McKenzie. And I tell you what, that kick return was the monkey off of his back for Isaiah McKenzie when he went 78 yards. And more importantly, it, it was it showed a lot of maturity in the run because this was not a, a punt return where he took the ball and just ran with it. McKenzie catches the ball first, looks around, uses his vision, and finally decides to take that left sideline, shoot to the sideline, go down the sideline and and get his blocks and take advantage and using that vision and maturity and and more importantly that patience and that is so so refreshing to see because if this guy catches the football watch out this guy is a lightning bottle he is one of the fastest guys i have seen with my eyeballs in a broncos uniform returning kicks he has special special intangibles, and it really showcased uh, in the preseason game. I've watched the preseason game four times now. wanted to make sure that I not only got the, the real-time view, watched it a couple times, the replay, see if I missed anything, looking at different positions, and it really, in this preseason game, showcased how much more valuable Isaiah McKenzie is to the special teams than a guy like uh, River Craycraft, Uh and, and I tell you what, even looking at it in practice, Isaiah McKenzie and Philip Lindsay are clearly the two most natural returners. Uh, they have sent out River Craycraft. They have sent out uh, uh, Deshaun uh, uh, Hamilton at times when it comes to kick and punt returns. And it, it just seems like Isaiah McKenzie is, when it comes to catching the football, miles ahead and I know everybody wants to to really criticize McKenzie for what happened last year and I get it it's inexcusable to drop those many passes but I will tell you this in my eyes when I look at these returners outside of Philip Lindsay and Isaiah McKenzie and certainly you are not relying on Philip Lindsay to be the full-time returner I would be very scared very very scared if Isaiah McKenzie is not on the roster and you're sending a guy like Deshaun Hamilton out there to return punts and kicks. And I tell you what, I, I get it. Everybody is is not high on McKenzie, but maybe he turned a couple heads with the return because now you see, now you see the potential of this guy when he gets a handle on that football. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Away from Coors Field, and of course, be sure to go check out Tap 14 for them. Just absolutely terrific entrees, but more importantly, the candied bacon. Oh, it's just tremendous. Tap 14 on the web, that's tap14.com. couple other uh, notes that I wanted to touch on. Uh, they looked unprepared when it comes to the ones. And I don't want this to become the next three minutes of just dumping on Vance Joseph. But that's a coaching thing, isn't it? That's a coaching situation, isn't it? Vance Joseph's got to make sure that these guys are prepared. And it just didn't seem like 
the ones we're prepared at all. And it's worrisome. We'll see how it progresses through preseason. It's something to watch, but it's a hair scary. And we'll see how it progresses. But they did not look ready to play when it comes to the ones. I don't really want to evaluate much of the ones because we didn't see a ton of them. But when we did see them on the field, they just did not look ready. I will say this. My last thing before we get to uh, a couple uh, stinkers and and, uh, uh, stars of the preseason game when the Vikings beat the Broncos 42-28. I am very worried about the secondary depth. Very worried about the secondary depth. And I've said this. I've said this in multiple podcasts in the past. This is a team that feels very much like the mid-2000s Broncos when it comes to the secondary. One absolute star on the edge back in the 2000s. It was Champ Bailey. Now it's Chris Harris Jr. And then it's the other guys. I'm still... I'm not sold on Bradley Roby yet. I just am not. And there were a couple plays where Roby was beaten in this game and certainly looked like he was a little out of place. And uh, and their depth is not good in the secondary. Uh, Brendan Langley has struggled in, in training camp and practices We'll see how he progresses as the as uh, he gets more experience because he is a young guy. But boy, it just doesn't look good for a guy like Brendan Langley. And Isaac Adams struggled as well too. Yadam has been a grabber in training camp and practices, and that's a big deal. But but even in the game, I believe it was the uh, it was the final touchdown I believe for the Vikings. Uh, which was in the fourth quarter. It was a uh, it was a it was a quick slant route inside the red zone, which really I mean it it, it was I don't want to say it was a easy to read play because you know these you don't know what the other team is running, but it certainly looked like one of those plays where you were going to see that quick inside uh, slant. I believe it was the touchdown from Sloter to Carlson. Uh, and, and, uh, I can't remember if it, I, I, I want to say it was Langley who was covering it. And that's, that's what I mean. It's, it's one of those things where you, you see this after Chris Harris Jr. And even Bradley Roby, I think Roby's going to be a consistent, at least hold his own corner after that. Boy, I think you're, they really need to get Tremaine Brock back quickly. They need Tremaine Brock back in that secondary and they've got to find somebody who can really kind of establish himself as somebody who could, uh, at least play the competent role of the third cornerback position because that's going to be so crucial because that's that's what this is. That's what the NFL is today. It's a passing league. They're going to have three wide receivers almost every single passing down and on first and second. So this is going to be one of those developing, ongoing situations for the Broncos. If they were to lose one guy from injury, Boy, that is going to be a huge, huge weakness. And now you hope that that pass rush can get to the quarterback in time. Because if they can't, and they've got to rely on that solid man-man coverage, it's going to be a little scary. It's going to be a little scary. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. Do want to touch on an injury. Broncos safety Jamal Carter, another one of those guys in that secondary, did have an MRI today on his hamstring. Uh, tweeted out by Mike Kliss, uh, who first reported this on 9 News, uh, looked like he'll be down a while. That was the tweet 
by Mike Kliss. And again, this is one of those things that is going to be tough. If you start to see injuries, that's really the thing about preseason, right? It's like you want to see these guys outburst, but also at the same time, health is absolutely number one when it comes to this team. I do want to uh, give some shout-outs at least. When it comes to some of the offensive players and the plays they made, look, Chad Kelly looked good. He hooked up with uh, Philip Lindsay on a touchdown, and Lindsay looked good in this game. This was a this was a game where Philip Lindsay was used a lot in multiple ways, and this is what you're going to see from this team. You're they're going to utilize him as a running back. They're going to utilize him as a receiver. Obviously, in special teams, we touched on that earlier in the podcast. He's going to be a versatile guy, and I said it a dozen days ago. Mark my words, this guy's making the roster. They are making the roster. He is making the roster, this Philip Lindsay, and he's going to be a versatile weapon for them. He's a small guy. You hope he holds up in the NFL, but certainly is a guy I believe that will make this roster. A guy who may have risen himself to the top when it comes to that rushing uh, or that running back stable, another rookie running back. Uh, Royce Freeman looked good. Uh, he only got four carries, but in, of course, one of them that uh, he made the most of, that 23-yard touchdown where he takes the snap, very shifty, bounces outside, shows off, and, and shows off the acceleration, which is a very, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think of Royce Freeman, who was, of course, a, a bruiser at Oregon, as somebody who's going to run you over. Tell you what, decisive speed. One of them cliches. He has deceptive speed. He's a, he's a gritty, hard-nosed guy. He looked good. He looked good. And that's all you can ask for from Royce Freeman. And, and this is going to be a Denver team that likely will have a running back by committee to some extent. I think you're going to see one guy who really does establish himself as the starter. And it may be Royce Freeman for week two when the Bears are uh, here at mile high because he looked good in his opportunities. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. I will be at the training camp practices, including the joint practices as well, when the Broncos and Bears square down. And that should be an interesting one because, of course, well, you're starting to hit another team, which is kind of cool, you know? Of course, these guys, they, they want to hit each other, and that's fine. But it's not like you're you're not going full bore. This is certainly one of those things where you're going to hold off just a hair, and, and certainly they're going to get their opportunity now to uh, hit another team. So certainly some encouraging things to see from the Denver Broncos. There were negatives. Reminder, you have to remind you guys, it's training camp. Don't overreact. This is this is a work in progress. This is going to be a team that is going to go through ebbs and flows. I believe they're a better team. I believe they're a far better team, but they are going to go through bumps. Uh, other things to think about, uh, offensive line looked fairly good. A little bit better. They were uh, flagged a couple times, uh, more importantly on that first drive with that starting unit, Jared Valdir was flagged on a false start, so certainly something that I am constantly keeping my eye on when it comes to not only practices, but of course uh, training camp and, and, and preseason games. And I'll be at the Broncos preseason game this coming week when, of course, the Bears are here at Mile High. Short yardage was still somewhat of a, uh, a, a situation for the Denver Broncos, and gosh, man, uh, third down, another one of those things too. Five for 13, 
and, and, and team stats are tough. Team stats are tough because I, I don't want to dive into them too much in preseason because, again, you're not you're not unloading all your schemes and you're not using your exact lineups that you want. So we definitely don't want to get too caught up in that. Uh, Gotsis and uh, Pecco in that first defensive drive, uh, they seemingly look like they were just getting pushed around. And, and you hope that that's not what you see coming up in the regular season because, boy, that run defense did not look good in those first two drives when the uh, Minnesota Vikings went down the field and they ended up scoring 14 points in that first quarter, and that is obviously not what you're looking to see. But something I did see that was quite interesting, Joe Woods getting a little creative here when it comes to design blitzes. Will Parks got a sack off one as a lot of decisive uh, blitzing, non-blitzing coming from different angles, and I like to see that. I like to see that versatility in those different schemes because there's only so much of that that you see in practice. Now in preseason, finally getting a chance to take a peek and not too bad from Joe Woods. I, I am really intrigued to see him in future games and uh, these upcoming preseason games as the starters get to play a little bit more. More with those ones on defense, more installation of designed uh, gap blitzes and, and certainly different schemes where you're you're certainly showing blitz, but maybe you're not coming. So uh, Joe Woods, uh, definitely one of those that uh, we're also focusing at the Broncos Blitz Podcast. But lastly... I think the big headline, and again, I hate for this to be the crush on Paxton Lynch uh, show, but it, it really just was not good from Paxton Lynch. And I really do hope that things turn around for the guy because I'm not, I don't aggressively root against guys. I don't root against players. I want them to succeed. I want the Broncos to succeed because uh, while I, I am a fan, it's it's more fun to cover this team when they are successful. It's more fun when players are happy. We don't actively root against these guys, but it just doesn't seem like it's working out anymore. It just doesn't seem like it is happening anymore and certainly is going to be one of those things that, uh, well, for the Broncos, if it if the light bulb were to suddenly turn around, it feels like a, oh gosh, it feels like we're at the time where we need a come-to-Jesus moment with Paxton Lynch. I mean, he he's going to have to have a conversation with someone, uh, maybe a, a big-name player that somehow pulls him into a realm where he's finally getting it and finally understanding what it means to be an NFL quarterback because it's just not working. It's just not working. I mean, it's crazy to think when you really look at it yesterday in the Broncos-Vikings preseason game that uh, Paxton Lynch was your first-round pick. Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins were your fourth-round picks. Chad Kelly, Trevor Simeon in the seventh. Sloter was undrafted, and yet your first-round pick, your first-round pick was the one who looked the worst. And it's just, it's really sad to see. So I hope he has a a better week of practice. Maybe the light bulb goes off this week. I'm not very confident. But, of course, you can follow along at the Broncos Blitz Podcast and, of course, at milehighsports.com where we're always writing stories, all kinds of good stuff over there. Be sure to check it out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio on Twitter for all the good stuff when it comes to the Broncos this year, not only at training camp at preseason, but also the regular season when it comes up. want to thank our friends at Pro Football 
football focus. Of course, he, well, fantasy season's coming up. This weekend, next weekend, the weekend after that, that's basically your three weekends for fantasy drafts. I want you to go on over to Pro Football Focus and check out some of their deep fantasy analytics. And this is not just until your draft. This is all season long when it comes to player rankings, data-driven uh, projections, uh, roster advice, all kinds of great stuff. At Pro Football Focus, of course, they're very active on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff as well, too. Even on Snapchat, Pro Football Focus is. And those Edge and Elite memberships, I tell you what, they are totally worth it. Highly recommend you go on over there and check it out at Pro Football Focus. Dot com. Use that promo code POD20, that's POD20, POD20 to get 20%, 20% off your subscription to Pro Football Focus. Lots of cool stuff. And of course, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from uh, Coors Field if you're in the, the Rockies games or maybe the Broncos games, finishing up the preseason and, uh, well, you you exit Mile High Stadium and you're like, I need a place to go to just enjoy a beer because, man, I watched Paxton Lynch and I need a beer. I tell you what, go to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Uh, they are the place with that terrific rooftop and, of course, just 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. They got a ton of great stuff over there at Tap 14. The burgers and nachos are just tremendous, but maybe my favorite appetizer of all time. And I'm a big pretzel guy, but I tell you what, the candied bacon. It's tremendous. Go on over there to Tap 14 and find them on the web. That's tap14.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. And of course, always at MileHighSports.com. That's where I'm publishing my stories, my articles, discussions, debates, and news when it comes to the Denver Broncos as I am at training camp, I am at the practices, and I am at the preseason and regular season games this year. For Mile High Sports, you can find that goodies at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.